Welcome, everyone, uh, back to another episode with your host, me, Matt Listalia, on Burn Your Boats. Today, I have uh, two very amazing guests that we've actually been trying to make this work for a, a couple of months, maybe now? Yeah, since or, March. Yes, yeah. yeah, since March, that's right. And um, there were a couple obstacles that came up in the way. Um, they opened a store in Hinesville, Georgia, originally, and it was um, it's called How to Run, and it's... How would you describe an athletic store? Um, an athletic store. Uh, we cater to walkers, runners, uh, people in the gym. Um, it's all about teaching people how to take care of their body, their muscles, nutrition, uh, you know, strength, stretching, things of that nature, and then obviously putting them in a in a good tool for what they're going to be doing. That's fantastic. So you cater it kind of to the individual. And to the individual. Are. Yes. That's awesome. Um, and so we were just talking about this a little bit ago. I love the dynamic and the fact that you, as a married couple, you decided to start this venture together. Um, so if you want to just kind of do a little introduction, you could even introduce each other if you <laughs> want to do. <laughs> ah, okay. um, well, I'm Pamela Howe, and this is my husband, Philip Howe. <laughs> and it kind of all started when I started to run about six years ago I mean I was never a runner but I just took up the the sport oh and um, things just kind of snowballed um, once I got my first GPS watch I kind of turned into a little run monster and uh, went from 5k to marathon oh, in about awesome. eight months like and, you do uh, like you do and um, bit and, by the bug as we like to say yeah yeah so I am uh, once once I took on um, the challenge he got all involved I mean totally involved with what I was doing and he actually uh, worked for uh, another run retail establishment oh, okay. and so that's kind of how he got into the the love of this sure. this trade I guess you could say or the, this, yeah, uh, running running was kind of a new sport to me my background in the past had always been wrestling um, okay. I, I was a wrestler and did some youth coaching and high school coaching and you know some personal training stuff yeah. and it just it kind of all melted together and, sure. and made a nice recipe oh, it seems like a good uh background actually I wrestled in high school too uh and so that was the, the type of fitness that's required to, to maintain the endurance in wrestling, I was probably in the best shape of my life, even being active duty for 10 years. My endurance, and I used to run, but I had a back injury about six and a half years ago um, when I was in North Carolina in Fort Bragg, jumping out of planes, one, one jump too many. <laughs> and uh, before that, I was running half marathons, like on my own every other day, just because I like to like the kind of the meditative feel, and it was like a way to to I don't know get me time in, and it felt amazing, and it was it was fantastic, and things kind of shifted after that. But even at that time, even when I was running 13 miles like, multiple times a week, uh, I was still not as conditioned as I was during wrestling, and so it seems like a really good background for you to have. Like where you, if you're coaching, you're familiar with the body and how to how to teach people and coach people, and then additionally with uh, your knowledge specifically in this industry, working in another establishment, that carryover makes a lot of sense as well. Um, the, the one thing that I love, I love, like this seems like not a typical story, where, but it's not abnormal at the same time, where you, you don't, once you start running, then it kind of picks up. And then, like like you said, that's perfect. I'm totally stealing that phrase. You get bit by the bug. <laughs> um, it's to me, it's a lesson in the aspect that it's never too late to choose to follow your passions or to, to discover a new passion. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Yep. I mean, I didn't start running until I was 50 years old. That's amazing. I had never run before. I walked, and I I just decided to try it one day, and he. He ended up coaching me, you know, for marathon training. Okay. So yeah. that was a really good mesh together. He yeah, would be out on fantastic. his boat, on his bicycle, okay. um, pacing you know, her, pa- and pacing me, and, 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 and uh, timing me with a stopwatch, and you know that kind of thing to that, help me that reach type my of goals. Relationship <laughs> is, I think, like it's like aspirational for most people. And you guys have it. How long have you been married now? Uh, almost nine years. Oh, that's amazing. That's nine great. years, eight years, yeah. eight years. <laughs> You're, ask, you're asking me? I know. My God, you are, I know, I you're in trouble. Math. I have to do the math. Well, I was 
Eight. It'll be almost eight. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, but you nailed something beautifully earlier in what you were talking about with your running and stuff, and it's just such a great decompression time for a lot of people. Mothers, people with, you know, very strenuous uh, professions, you know, people who are enthusiasts in physical fitness, all of those things, they, it ultimately boils down to that decompression time. It's all, you know, setting goals within yourself and, and just making sure you're better, to you know, today than you were yesterday. That's, right? I, that's a beautiful mindset. And that's, I mean, in all aspects of life, when you look at it, if you're thinking about the type of man or woman that you are and, like, how do I want to be tomorrow? And how, how have I always envisioned myself? Like, what type of person? And running is so... It's such a cool individual event because you're, I mean, yeah, you can go out on races and you can consider yourself competing with other people and you look at kind of where you place in the race and everything. But for me, it was, I, I ran all those half marathons and I never, I never did it in a race. I, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, people do that. That's a thing that you can do. I wish I would have realized when I was still running. Oh, and you pay to do it, too. How, exactly. no, how crazy is that? that was, I, was just, <laughs> I was just talking to my fiancé about that because she was like, oh, we could go uh, do a run. And I was like, I've never – I mean, I'm going to We call them someone. runcations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, and she's up in D.C., and they, they have the um, – oh, I forget the name of it. It's when all the – the cherry blossoms, cherry bl- the cherry yeah. blossom yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. run, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna if I'm gonna build up and I'm gonna push myself physically through something, it'll be a for a run like that because it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Um, okay, so shifting a little bit back to the business side of things, what were so you were in retail, you were you, and you were in an athletic store, yes, uh, prior to, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I guess what were your what was your experience like? How long were you in that field for? Oh, approximately five five and a half years or so. Okay. Um, I was started out as a as a part time employee. I was making a career change and kind of a readjustment in life, and um, and ended up becoming full time, and then a manager, and ultimately a partner, and oh, then wow. uh, and then you know we decided to take this venture on our own and try our own our own hand at it i think that that's a that's a beautiful story because it takes um sometimes the the purpose and the name of my show gets misconstrued like drop everything and just pursue your passions i'm like well sure that's an option you can do that but why not be the best in your field in your business that you can be and continue to progress and excel and learn um some people i feel like they're they'll get into a type of job uh, any type and they just kind of plateau and they, they hit a point where they're comfortable they're comfortable with their earning and they're not looking at management and then they're not looking at partnership and they're not seeing these things as real possibilities but while you're doing that the skills that you're picking up are were so important for what you're doing now what at what point did it enter your guys's consciousness that you were gonna that you wanted to open your own store you know, I I think um, a lot of it. I mean, there's a there's a number of things that really play into it. But you know, it's just the dynamics and changes in life that take place. You know, in, in our life, um, in our partners' lives, and you know, things that take place in business. And it, you know, there's it. It's hard to put your finger on one specific thing that kind of drives you to that. It's like a number of things that just kind of come together and. And you got to sit there and weigh your pros and cons, and and you know what and weigh the options for the most part. Your risk, your reward, and uh, you know, and it's kind of an old dumb cliche, but you know, if you're doing something that you love to do, you never work a day in your life, and you know, you got to that plays a lot into it as well. Um, but with that said, that ultimately can't cap your decision because it's easy just to say, oh yeah, this is what I love and I want to go do it. You still have to weigh everything out, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to put my finger on one specific thing or one moment that made us do it, it's a very difficult thing. It's a, it was a common, you know, just a combination of things, and um, just kind of like a progression. I mean, it seemed sure. just like the natural kind of next. It was the next, yeah. It was the next step, a natural progression for us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, running is my passion. Yeah. He's not so much a runner anymore, right. but. Running is my passion. Being out in the community is important for yes. me. 
Um, I do I do a lot of races. We do travel. Um, I do a lot of things, group things within the community, and That's try awesome. and um, and try and be um, an example. Yeah, well, um, model, model and, that behavior right, that you want to right. see. Right, sure. and um, and and it's important to me that we are on the same wavelength when it comes to that and this just seemed like the perfect thing since it's you know he has more of the experience on the retail level but i have you know the the passion and the drive on the athletic level yeah and your Um, your fingers on the pulse of the community right you know right specifically in what would be your target market right you know because you're already right. you're embedded in it you're in i'm right. assuming you're in running groups right and you didn't you started right. your own didn't you yeah like, we had yeah. several yeah, yeah several. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah and that's one of the things that i love about uh small business owners and entrepreneurs is that it's never just one thing it's like because the passion can't be enveloped in one category it's oh it always branches out naturally and i think it's a beautiful thing to see um and, and, you know, and it does make it difficult for us to oftentimes, especially at local events, you know, to be able to be there together, you know, because yeah. as we like to tell people, she runs the streets and I run the store. I love it. You know, one of us has to be in one place or the other. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. No, that makes sense. And then, you know, we were talking about uh, your guys' shirts getting out there and the merchandise and representing the store and and creating that conversation point for people. I think that's amazing. It's a, and you being out there rocking your gear and not just sitting at a table at a stand with shirts like hey check out our store like you're out there running and getting it right and so like you right. said it's modeling that behavior right. and you're showing that the people who run the store are they live the values of what you know the products that they're bringing to the community and true value so while there wasn't one point that brought you to okay let's open the store let's let's do this you did talk a little bit about risks um, were, were there any conversations when you when that when the actual verbalization of the short, of the store conversation came up the, where you guys discussed kind of the pros and cons like this is what well you know I don't think it was ever a question of whether or not we could or wanted to do it I mm-hmm. think that was relatively clear um, the big thing for us was just looking at the financial side of, of things course. because it's a it's a huge financial commitment and um and to walk away from you know jobs with a salary and you know having that comfortable paycheck as you speak of and going through the process of setting everything up and knowing that okay you're going to be spending money and not making money you know and planning and preparing for that that's that's the most difficult part of it all that did that added a lot of stress you know to to live on limited means while investing in you know our venture the finances was, are yeah, one of the top yeah, yeah. categories if not the top category for the things the the stressors in people's life and one of the top things that end marriages and so the fact that you guys were communicating clearly about this and nobody was doing the pie in the sky like we're gonna make money on month two you know like oh uh, did you did you have that in mind like we need to be sustainable for 12 months before we expect any yes. sort of okay yep that's that's what I that's what I hear. The general rule of thumb is like you should and, be able and, to operate at and a you, loss. And you set your projections out there of what you anticipate doing, and you know, and some days you'll be explain, you know, really thrilled about how you hit your marks, and then there's going to be right. other days where you're just like, wow, that hurt. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so, when you at your first store's location, what went into the process of? of selecting that was there any sort of market research that was done based on it i mean you were it was, it was in downtown hinesville yes and we did spend an ex, a lot of time um looking at several locations not okay. just in hinesville for okay. that particular one but it, you know it comes down to there's a couple of elements that i look for on the storefront side of it all and one is accessibility to our consumer um two how does the venue how you know how prepared for is the venue to do um, events or things of that nature be able to handle a group of people and yeah. three what are the conditions to do run groups because we okay. are a very social store and yeah. we like to be really community oriented with our events and engage a lot of people so you know is it accessible and safe for people to come out and run and be a part of the group and enjoy themselves 
That makes so, sense. Yeah. That's, that, those are three kind of what seemingly brilliant ways to approach it, you know, and to take into consideration when you're making that selection. And so that walks us straight into the next part of the story. So you 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 do your grand opening. It seemed like things kicked off very well. Um, and then three weeks later, there was an incident that occurred. So let every, if you could if you wanted to discuss the the big obstacle that came up right after you opened well right after we invested in all of our inventory and and built out this store which philip built with his bare hands 99 percent of it um including doing flooring and walls and ceilings and vent work and all of the displays countertops everything he built it all himself so that was that was the main thing is that he invested a lot of blood and sweat equity into into uh, blood sweat and tears um into that that business into that location and three weeks after our ribbon cutting the business desk next door um was burned um it was um set on fire by arson so um so the that store was destroyed 100%, and the smoke damaged our store 100%. So we lost everything. So we got a call in the middle of the night telling us that there was a fire. So I'm waking him up, and he's running down to Hinesville. Yeah. And um, so we lost everything, and luckily we had very good insurance that oh, um, that, that that took care of us that's very, great. very well. They took very good care of us. So um it was a big process for the um, insurance claim for the the cleanup. You know, we had a cleanup crew out there. Service sure. master was wonderful and took very good care of trying to clean up as best they could, but the inventory was totally lost. So one of the really nice things that happened, um, we our insurance was with the Hartford Insurance Company, and Philip asked them, you know, what are you going to do with all of this inventory? Because service master boxed it up, inventoried it all, got it all ready to ship wherever to send back to the insurance company because obviously they're buying it you know they're paying us for our loss they Mm -hmm. own this property i never even thought about it like that that makes total sense yep so he um so he asked them what are you going to do with this when we send it back to you and they said we pretty much donate it to charity there's not a whole lot we can do with it we don't need to charity um Still, it was still it was smelly. It, it was, was smelly. usable but not, not saleable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not something so it's that they could have. Not something that they could. We could have cleaned up and sold. You know. Right. I mean, nobody's going to buy something that smells like smoke. Nobody's yep. going to want to walk you into know, my that house store down smelling. When I was in the seventh grade, oh, no, and so sad, I know yeah. even the stuff because there yeah. were things in the house that were exactly that way. Where it's like, oh, this is in great shape, and you get it out and like you scrub it and you clean it off, and you're like, oh no, this smells, is embedded with smoke. Yeah. So Philip asked them, you know, hey, if you're going to donate it this, this to charity, why can't we keep it local? Can we donate it to local charity? And they said yes. That's amazing. So they allowed us to select our charity, and we selected the United Way of Coastal Empire, That's Liberty right. County. Um, so we wanted to keep it local. We wanted to keep it in Liberty County where our business was. So we got in touch with the United Way, and they were ecstatic um, to receive amazing. the donation. So we did a presentation, and the news crews were there, that yeah. kind of thing. So I um, saw the articles about so, it when it came yeah, out yeah, and when they yeah. were going to open the doors to basically start giving that stuff yeah, to people. Yeah, so, so we donated everything that was usable to them, and they were just thrilled because they have never had – an in-kind donation of that size yeah. ever, ever. Because I mean, um, it was between forty dollars and $50,000 oh uh, worth of merchandise, retail value. Did you have any uh, contact with them directly after they got it and when they started giving don- Like, Were you able to figure out how many people received? We haven't received any numbers yet. Okay. No. We've uh, seen the, I know that we've they've seen... just opened it a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Right. So. Yeah. I think they were kind of waiting for school to go uh, back, yeah. that oh, kind yeah, of thing, absolutely. you know, so absolutely. they could give it to local athletes. I know that they yeah. were reaching out to the local schools to see if there were any local athletes that were in need you know so of course they're not just going to give it to anybody off the street they'll vet their clients to see who who's really in need that kind of thing so they're doing that now okay that's fantastic yeah yeah what a what a good way uh to bring a silver lining to other people's lives right. through right. a devastating mm-hmm. tragedy that yeah. happened in your own. So, like, so that we were really happy about that. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was a lot of work to 
um, to handle the claim. And, you know, it's not, I mean, I've never had to deal with anything like that before. You know, I mean, it was a total loss. And, you know, you buy an insurance policy and you think, okay, I have this amount of coverage. If it's a total loss, you know, are they just going to pay me the amount of coverage that I purchased? No, (laughs) it doesn't work that way. You have to so, prove your losses. So right. I had to submit every document that I had to the insurance company. So I was constantly sending emails and, um, you know, and just making requests. Okay, what about this? What about this? You know, that kind of thing. But they took really good care of us, so I can't complain. So they, we were made whole. Oh, that's um, We were made whole from what we lost. So we can't complain about that. So, And then after that, then we tried to stay in that building. But because of the condition of the building next to us, because of the building condition that we were in, we didn't own the building, so we had right. no responsibility to get rid of the smoke smell in the building. That was the owner's responsibility. We took care of our contents. Sure. But other than that, um, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't owners, fix everything. Oh, of course not. Yeah, so, well, and you know, when you have limitations mm-hmm. like that where you yeah. don't own it, yeah. and you have to get that yeah. approved. Yeah, and right. the building next door is still in the same condition. Nobody's done anything to tear it down or rebuild wow. or anything, so there's no way that we could stay there. No. So that was a challenge in itself. Um, after that, you know, to find some place where we could conduct a successful business and then fill up again at the streets trying to find another location all over in all of the surrounding counties how did that work difficult. with so i'm assuming that you were under a lease in that building yeah. were they able to i mean was the contract essentially nullified because of the fire pretty much because okay. it's not lease i mean it's not yeah, tenable. the exactly. building is not tenable, and okay. we could not um have peaceful enjoyment of the of the premises so quiet, quiet enjoyment. That's what the, the way that the, the lease is termed, oh, okay. that our landlord must provide us quiet enjoyment of the premises, and that was not possible. So pretty much it's null and void. So I was um, – I discovered you guys naturally through – Uh, local news and then I was given recommendations by two separate individuals um, that I know personally and so I I had a lot of confidence in the in your kind of grit and the merit of who you are going into this but we were trying to schedule it schedule an interview when the store was still open pre-fire and watching the type of actions that you guys took in the wake of that is was even more inspirational than the initial story even itself not that i would ever want anybody to go through it but it it's kind of telling to the type of character that somebody has is how they respond to those low moments and the thing that i kind of took away is that you just you pressed forward and you said like we're not quitting this isn't going to stop us we're going to find a new location we're still going to set up the shop and i loved following along on facebook and seeing the this store come together bit by bit and piece by piece in the progression i was i was i'm truly grateful that we were that we as the following were able to follow along with the story and the journey back to the grand reopening of how to run um so yeah you i'm assuming similar considerations went in with the next store location because you didn't just change locations but you you it's it's a hard shift because we're in savannah now um, and it's not, not terribly far. It's like maybe 35, 40 minutes from Hinesville up to where we are now. What Was there something specific that drew you to this location? Uh, several things. Again, you know, when you're, when you're scoping out your places, it's all the things we talked about before. Right. You know, how conducive is it for your social events? How safe is it for your running? And then obviously, you know, the almighty dollar impacts on yeah. it as well. So, of course. You know, when you, when you can get a... A place that serves you well for all of these needs that you have and it's affordable to you you know there's only so many options that kind of fit your criteria when you're looking for something so you you have to evaluate you know what works best for you and um this happened to be it yeah no and it's i mean it's a beautiful location and it's easily accessible um and it's very conducive for run groups yeah there's okay. i mean there are trails right out here there's oh are there a, really? there's a brand new paved um greenway out here down the road and it can take us for miles without even having to get on any highways or anything i've been looking for i've been stuck on kind of the same running routes for a while i'll go up to jf gregory 
and do some runs out oh, there. Oh, I run there a good bit and, too. Uh, yeah, and I'm 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 in the market to explore to find some new running. This is a completely completely paved, no traffic, no curbs, very no stroller stroller friendly. Stroller friendly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anybody that's in the local, uh, what what? How do they refer to this part of Georgia? The low country or the... Uh, oh, this is the coastal empire. The, the coastal empire. South Carolina. Is the low I'm still country. a general foreigner, even though I've been <laughs> here for two years. So uh, they consider this the coastal empire. Yeah. So. Yeah, so if you're in the Savannah area, come check it out. It's um, What's the location of the store? It's at 11 Gateway Boulevard South, and the south part is very important. Um, <laughs> there are four Gateway Boulevards. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have packages all too often being uh, delivered to East. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, but 11 yeah. Gateway Boulevard South. It's uh, South Side Savannah. We're right off of 204 and um, 95, and it's Suite 54. Uh, the Bells Outlet is adjacent to us, uh, same plaza with the pride pools. And, yep. and you'll see the big, beautiful How to Run sign out front. looks great. We are so excited about oh, that it's sign. Amazing. It's amazing. It looks phenomenal. We, we never got to get a sign. <laughs> we never got to the point of putting a sign on the first store. So <laughs> that's so, a big deal. Yeah, no. I, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's great. It actually makes it stand out, especially in the, the kind of layout that's here. It does, it does a really good job of, of drawing the attention in. Um, so now you're back on your feet and you're up and running. The the reopening was on what what was the date? That Tuesday it, the what twenty seventh. Tuesday the twenty sixth. No, the thirtieth. The thirtieth. Tuesday the thirtieth. Yeah, thirtieth yeah, yeah. of, Tuesday, Ju- the of 30th July. Tuesday the thirtieth of July. Yeah. So yeah, just so yeah. Just, so just this past Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't even been open a week yet. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we'll do uh, an event, a grand opening, a grander reopening event. Yes. Um, in a few weeks, That's you know, great. we have a few more little things to still got some bugs up. we're working out. Yep. So, sure, you know, yep. little tweaks with some the more delivery, accounts, more deliveries and, to get in, and things well, of that sort. So. That, I think that's another lesson for people that are interested in in taking that step and and pulling the trigger on on pursuing their dreams and their passions is that you don't need to wait until everything is perfect because I did that for a while with the show and. You'll never, nothing, you'll nothing never is do anything. ever perfect. It's not, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always going to be something that you right. want to do to improve. Learning on the on the fly is an absolute must. Right. And being willing to make mistakes as long as you're you're actually paying attention and you're keeping your head up, you're paying attention to what's going on around you, and uh, and you correct your course from those mistakes <laughs> and that and that's extremely important in a brick and mortar type atmosphere you know um, with online sales being so easy easy and convenient for everyone to do you know your brick and mortar stores have to constantly be able to adapt to what your community and your consumer wants absolutely and you know you can't just be locked in on one rail and say okay this is how it's going to be done and never deviate from it it's an right. ever-evolving changing process What's your strategy for approaching that problem set? I mean, I, I think that one of the beautiful things that you guys do is is the way that you brand and that you live your brand. You are the brand of how to run. Um, because the how is your last name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so you literally are the brand. And, and that's what matters is I think a lot of people miss that is that they don't want to put the attention or focus on themselves. But you really – I mean, it's in the name of the store – and you actually put yourself out there. And so that creates affinity and a relationship between you and the customers, which – because I'm trying to figure out how, how do you compete with Amazon and with these online athletic stores where you can, I can just go in there and order the size. Customer and, service. That's the only way you can Customer compete service. is the in-store experience. You know, that you have to be able to offer them knowledge and experience that they can't get through that online process. And in, in this industry, it seems so – so important because you can go anywhere and get a pair of shoes and you can get a nice pair of shoes for a decent price online but to get curated care that's individualized um that's something that i know as i've gotten as you as you get older and you get more into um athletics or whatever whether it be running or even something like kayaking like when you are figuring out how to get better and how to um, progress in that in that event. 
having somebody that's been there and that that has the experience and can help guide you to the correct kind of gear that is required to to really that will give you a benefit because you'll hear ads all the time like oh yeah get these um you know zero drop running shoes or get these really high like cushion ones and being able to sit down and talk with with you guys you can actually find like what makes sense for what it is that you're trying to do one shoe a shoe that fits one person is not gonna fit the person that's standing right next to them possibly you know so people will always ask you know what kind of shoe do you wear what kind of shoe should i get kind of thing no i can't tell you what i wear doesn't matter you know we need to look at your feet we need to look at your form there's a lot of things that go into determining what kind of shoe somebody should wear you know and i see it all the time on facebook oh i'm having this problem yeah, you know what yeah. kind of shoe should i buy oh, everybody's and, got an all, opinion. and every and everybody <laughs> tells them something else yeah. and if i and i just keep my face out of it all the yeah. time but my comment will be go to a specialty run store and get fitted yeah. period bottom line don't listen to what everybody tells you <laughs> excuse me don't listen to what they tell you you need to find out for yourself because i mean you might get 15 reviews and they all could be wholly accurate to that person who's giving it I, I tell people all the time, shoes are like diets. You know, the diet that works for me might not work for you, you know, and you might go through three diets before you find that one that works yeah. for you. That's, I think that's brilliant. That's a brilliant way to look at it. So when somebody comes in, um, what, what kind of process do you, do you put them through to figure out what kind of running shoe works for them? So when they come in, you know, we're going to talk to them, okay, what are your goals? What are you going to be doing? Um, we're going to look at the pliability of the muscles, the range of motion of the joints, the foot shape, the arch. Uh, we're going to talk about what they want to feel in the shoe. Um, and then based on what we gather in conversation with them and what we see in our physical assessment of things, we're going to pull a variety of things. And usually we're pretty close in what we pull. And then from that point, we might have to adjust the fit and feel. You know, We might find that perfect feeling shoe for them and they go oh you know i want a little bit more cushion so we can you know we make that adjustment or you know they want a little bit more arch support or something we make that adjustment so it it's ultimately it's you know shoe the shoe is a tool and it's like shoulder pads and and helmet for a football player you know you wear it for safety and protection and it needs to feel good and feel comfortable and provide that safety and protection that you're asking it to do. And, you know, it's all about understanding what their needs are, understanding what their physical limitations are, putting those two worlds together, looking at their running run form, examining it, trying to tell them, you know, how they can minimize the amount of impact the body's feeling through what they're doing. And maybe it's not running, maybe it's walking or gym or, you know, range of motion for, you know, lifting or something like that. We can help them with those kind of things as well. But, you know, it essentially just boils down to gathering that information, compiling our knowledge, our experience, meshing those two worlds together and coming up with that diet that works. That's perfect. I think that's a, I mean, I'm actually excited because I was going, I forget the name of the run store that I went to. Um... No, it doesn't matter because I know that I'm coming here and I'm actually excited. I I want to come here before I release this episode and I'm going to buy, I'm I'm up for another pair of running shoes. And so I'm going to come in and I'm going to get the experience and I'll be able to give my review on the front end of this. There you go. I have no doubt based on everything that you just said that it's going to be a phenomenal experience. I really look forward to it. We look forward to you coming in. Yeah, definitely. Um, So with your focus on like the running groups and being involved in the community and then the actual sales side of it what what are your what's one what's the mission statement for day to day and then two what are the what's the long-term vision or goals of how to run Go ahead. Get it, ah, mission <laughs> statement. Golly, I wish we, I wish I had something canned that right. I could say for we the mission the, statement. But one. yeah, right <laughs> off the cuff. But um, you could just start with just, the goals. Um, <laughs> uh, well, our goals. The goal are, is simple, and that's that's develop our our run community. We want our run community to be a community and continue to grow that community. It's the best thing that can happen for all of us as business owners and what we do. And, 
and that's to continue to develop a grassroots base, add additional runners, you know, add people to our industry, get them involved, engaged, make it fun for them, and continue to grow. And it's not just runners, too. It's, it's walkers, you know, too. You know, yeah. I mean, we have people that come to the run groups that, that either walk or do a run-walk interval, that kind of thing, yeah. you know. And it's not imperative that people are runners. We don't just expect them, everybody, to, you know, to be a competitive athlete, that kind of thing. This is for everyday people. So that's we just want the community to be active and healthy. That's I love it. I, because... You're, to me, uh, the beautiful part about capitalism and the way that we kind of run our economy here in the West is that the best way for you to become successful individually is by providing something of value to other people. And then they find that valuable, they buy it, and then you're both mutually benefited. It doesn't end there for you guys, though. And that's something that I think is, is so crucial moving forward with the way that we're kind of becoming more disconnected. It's like the internet has made us connected to more people over a wider space than we ever have been. But at the same time, we're, we're more truly disconnected in our real, the depth of our relationships. Like the width is there. I have a million and one friends, but I don't know what's going on with my brother. You know? right. Right. And so um, I saw the pictures he posted of the first day of school with the kiddos. But, uh, like, what's actually going on? Like, is his daughter having trouble reading? You know, like, what are they doing? And that kind of stuff. And so the way that you engage the community, especially on the physical fitness side, is I, that's amazing. One of the things that, I, that I've always wanted to be involved with is I want to be involved in the community. And I want to know the people that I'm living around. Um, and it's hard to find a way to do that. You know, like you can go to church and you can have your church groups, but um, one of the things that really matters to me you know, on a daily basis is physical fitness. And so if I can be around like-minded people, that's amazing. And one of the obstacles that I think that people deal with is exactly what you just addressed, was that if, if I'm not physically fit and I want to be involved in the community and I want to start making strides in that direction, I just want to, like, like you were saying earlier, Phil, if, you, if, if I want to be better tomorrow than I was today, and I want to be better today than I was yesterday. Uh, what what one degree bearing change do I need to make? Maybe it's I want to start walking every day. And it would be really nice to have a supportive community around me. But I'm intimidated going into an athletic store because it's going to be full of runners and people that are out there doing marathons. And so I, I'm, I'm super excited to help share that message uh, from here because I would love I love seeing people that come to the gym. I actually just had a gentleman today. I was at the gym before I came here, and uh, this guy came up to me and he was in the locker room while I'm I'm getting changed, and he just started asking me questions about the gym. And I was and I could tell he had never been there before, and he was just trying to feel out like what gym do I want to go to. And I was like, come here. I don't care where you go, but like I'm here. We can have this conversation. I'm gonna get excited. You're gonna get excited, and like let's get you in. And then that way you can figure out. What matters to you? Like, oh, I don't really like this one, but I'm going to go check out another one because I'm starting to get that better feeling. And so if people can come in here, I don't think that they're going to leave this place because you both are amazing. Thank so. you. <laughs> but, but I think that is what a, a lot of it, too, um, is to project the excitement. You know, I mean, yeah. we we live what we love and we love what we live. Yeah. And, um, and so just being part of this and being part of being able to draw people in and welcome them and make them feel like they are part of a family here. You know, we want this to be a family. Absolutely. We want it so everybody that walks in that door feels comfortable coming in the door, no That's matter great. what their abilities are. And, again, we'll help them be better tomorrow. Yeah. Just like you said, you That's know. And, and, and to see the progression is just so rewarding. Oh, absolutely. You know, because I've – I've, I've seen progression in myself, obviously. He's seen progression in me, you know, and for me to be able to help somebody else in that same direction because I do have people that I people that I coach, people that I run with. I mean, I have little run groups and I have big run groups, you know, and, and it's just really – it's easier to run if you're running with somebody else who oh, is so like-minded. And, you know, and we talk, you know, I and mean, we run and yeah. we talk and yeah. we get to know each other and we do – turn into a big family you know and and i think that's what people like about it so much well i i was just having this discussion the other day that um you know really good friendships are developed over a lifetime 
because you go through the ups and downs and you experience hardships together and you work through it. Um, in the military, you see those friendships, the depth of those friendships happen very quickly because very frequently we're subjected to um, an increased level of those hardships in a very short period of time. And so like those, those things escalate that friendship escalates very quickly yeah. but that's the same thing with running though if, if you're going out and you're getting you're training for your first 5k and then you're out there and you have your your teammates your comrades with you out there and encouraging you and it's the first time that you've ever run consistently for a couple of miles at a time that's it's a significant life event and it's not something that you're likely to forget and with that type of energy that is brought through both of you and the people in the running groups. I see it in the pictures. Like, I feel, I see it. I get amped up. I'm like, I need to go for a run now. Like, you need to come <laughs> to the run groups. I, do, I need to come to the run groups. I do. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Um, so it's, but it's, it's inspiring. And I think that it, it, it can be life-changing in ways that are so beneficial, both individually and like we've been dis- discussing um, in the community. Because you start spreading that message and it goes further out and you bring more people in. It gives people a platform also to continue to grow and improve themselves, you know, and in reaching those milestones, you know, the, the aches and pains and trials and tribulations they go through to get there, you know, having that community around you guarantee you there's answers within that community that are going to help you get better from day to day as well. And, you know, and yeah. that again, that's the platform for everybody's growth. Well, I think that, there, like the underlining tone that I just kind of picked up from there is that um, the opportunities that these groups provide to individuals to lead. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're running and you've been in the in a run, even if you haven't been in a running community, but you've been running for a long time, you're familiar with uh, even if it's just recovery after a race or or prep before a, before a big one. Um, your ability to to kind of mentor and coach people that are coming in is i mean that is one of the most rewarding things that i've ever done is had been given the opportunity to teach and coach and mentor and so when that can happen organically when you're not like put in a position like you're going to lead this group but you just show up and those things start to develop naturally then you get you get to do that i i'm i'm so excited about it i'm i'm really excited to to show up and to be able to see the events and be with your group of people because it it sounds amazing and it's actually something personal that i've been looking for and i think that even even if it's like athletics isn't something that you're that an entrepreneur is looking to pursue directly it's what kind of the way that we started the whole conversation there's a decompression factor to it there's okay one you're gonna feel better you're gonna have more energy throughout the day if you're more physically active um it gives you time away from everything else i actually try not to run with headphones because I, I will me- almost make sure I'll like time it out so they're going to die and not charge the night before because I'll do it. <laughs> I'll absolutely put them in. But the, when I have the time to get in that headspace where I can just process everything that's going on, the benefit is phenomenal. And then the rest of the day goes smoothly. I'm not holding on to the old thoughts. So even like for people that, are, that have started and are taking steps in that direction to lift their business off the ground and to, and to take that next step, go for a walk. <laughs> go out and then and then and meet somebody that you've never met before and have a conversation. Remember what it's like to engage with real people in real life. And the fact that you guys are promoting that is it's huge. It's I think it's great for this community in this area and Georgia's beautiful. So the areas around here and, and the weather most of the year round, I mean. Yeah, very conducive to running, yeah. yeah. It, it was 69 degrees the other morning, and I was like, ooh, it's chilly. <laughs> I like the heat. I don't like running in the winter. I don't like having to put all the layers on and the gloves and the hand warmers. I, I don't do the cold. So no, nope, me neither. I, I am perfectly fine with with the summer heat. I know it's difficult with the humidity and everything, but Absolutely. it just makes us that much stronger. That I, I completely agree. I, I've always hated running in the cold. And I've, I've since I've, my entire military career has been in the relative south. It was North Carolina, Virginia, and now Georgia. And so I've not played around in the snow much, and I have no interest in doing so. Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm curious about, do you have any employees? That we do. Work? Okay. Um, so with that, that's a whole other like, subset of community. Or do you have any sort of specific approaches when it comes to 
uh, developing a sort of tribe or family within the business outside of like the running groups? Uh, if I'm following this correctly, I would say that what we what we look for in our employees, and currently we have one, is okay. a very similar mindset to okay. where we're at. Community oriented, you know, enjoys and loves what they're doing, involved in the sport, you know, at what level it doesn't matter. Having a good general understanding of biomechanics and physiology and you know how the body operates and stuff like that you know that's a must Um, not everybody's keen to understand and see things when you're doing you know these assessments and you you have to understand you know what the body's supposed to be doing Um, but again the biggest part of it is is just the love for what we do and and being very community oriented Um, the business itself you know it'll take care of itself Mm -hmm. I think ultimately, but you you do have to put the right people around it. Oh, I completely agree. And we have the right one right now. Do you really? Okay. That's awesome. That's good. We just have one paid employee and we do this for free because of the love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The love of the sport and (laughs) the love of our venture and our love. Yeah. How about that, dear? (laughs) Yeah. You're trying to get out of trouble. I was just going to say she's making it. I don't know what I know. (laughs) (laughs) But. Team, no. teamwork makes the dream work. So yeah, that's really that's one of my my mottos. So <laughs> no, I mean, and the thing is that you live it. It's not just something right, that right. you know. It's that's something that people say, but when it comes to actually working with others, then they're not so great at it. Yeah, um. and, and with all that we've been through, with the fire and everything, um, just the ups and downs have been tremendous. You know, I mean, we went from being on cloud nine with that store yeah. to being solo after the fire to not knowing what we were going to do you know are we going to try again you know do we just say to heck with it or do we that was actually something that i wanted to ask and we've we've just been so determined that this is what we want to do this is where we want to be and i I don't think we really ever had a moment where we said screw it no but uh (laughs) we never uh, we never really wavered on it i mean we we did sit down and take a hard second look at it you know, sure. because, you know, again, you, insurance was great to us, but you don't get everything back, no. you know, yeah. and yeah. you never do. Mm-hmm. And you definitely don't get back your time and your energy. No. And it was, and like, that like, was the sad thing. Yeah. And that's what upset me more is to see how much time and effort he put into everything exactly. physically. It was exactly. so physically demanding on him and, and his body hurt. He got no sleep. You know, his mm-hmm. body was aching. He put so much time into everything. And to see it gone in an instant was just so disheartening, so devastating. And, you know, and here, luckily, we didn't have as much or he didn't have as much work to do. You know, yeah. he does so much more than me. But I did I'm have the, a I'm shorter time to do of, it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's, that's one um, of so. the things that, I mean, because we could sit down and, and crunch the numbers and say, okay, insurance paid out this much. This is how much it's going to cost to open up the new store. But there's the there's the emotional side of it. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. so how did, was there anything to overcome on that side? I mean, was was the... Did the ease of the finances and the insurance kind of help curb the emotional uh, impact that allowed you to open up the second story? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, just as Pam had indicated before, you know, just because you have the insurance doesn't mean the problem's gone. There's still so much work that's involved in just getting all that done. You know, if you were... If you were to leave it to the devices of the company itself, you wouldn't get anything. No, no you have to ask for it. You, you you know, just it's and not you have automatic. To prove it yes. and provide it, documentation. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's a taxing process. Absolutely. You know, and the last of it was just finalized last week. So it's not like you know they they give you a big chunk of money and you can go do what you want with it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a long process. So. And, and it might be horrible to to say such a thing as well, and I hope it's not taken wrong. But you know, w- with what happened to us and actually having inventory and stuff survive the incident was actually a bigger burden than it if it would just perished in ash. No, that actually makes complete sense because then it's you're not having to assess. So yeah, there's no each assessing anything. That's right. Shoe or right. set. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I can only imagine the amount of time that it took to go through 
forty, fifty thousand dollars of inventory. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So you know, and then it ended up getting boxed up. What we what was salvageable got boxed up and stuffed in our garage for a long time before we were able to make the donation because the United Way moved. So they need to get into their new location. So (laughs) the garage was full of boxes forever, you know, and then finally when they got into their new location, then we were able to deliver. So we put it all in a U-Haul, drove it down there and made the delivery. And and so, I mean, it it was a process. It was a process. So So for... For anybody that's looking at opening up a brick and mortar, we'll keep it specific to your to your niche. Um, if they're looking at breaking into the athletic sphere, obviously not Savannah, we're not. We'll leave the competition alone. <laughs> but if somebody's looking, somebody's listening, and they're, they're like, I've, "I'm really interested. I've always been a runner. I love the idea of engaging the community and, and starting a store to bring value." What? What is the baseline advice would you give somebody that's looking to open a brick-and-mortar athletic-based store? Well, I, I think the advice would be to not just my, my um, industry specifically, but just in general. And that's, A, be wise in the location that you, that you choose. You know, make sure it's conducive for what you want. Financially, it's obtainable. And as far as, you know, other competing markets in your area – I would never let that be a, a determining factor of what you decide to do. Um, I'm I'm a real firm believer in you know if if your business doesn't succeed then you need to adapt, and it, and or if your business is being affected by a competing business then you need to do better. That's that's a great way to look at it. Um, there are too many people that look at other other things outside of yourself. Worry about yourself and exactly. not everything around you. There's, there's, I always, I've looked at this for a long time now as I have in my life every day, I have a sphere of control and I have a sphere of influence and then I have, then everything else exists outside of that. My sphere of control ends at like my skin. Like that's, that's as far out as it goes. I can control everything skin level and below to include the most important thing in in my perspective and, and what you guys seem to have a very, uh, strong handle on is your emotions and and the way that you choose to respond to things. And so, like you said, if there's competition and they're, they're beating you out on the numbers and the number of people coming in the store, what, what am I doing? What decisions have I made? Am I marketing to the correct people? Uh, how am I targeting? Um, what are my products like? You know, and and what, what am I not doing that is having an effect? And even look at the competition. What are they doing? Sure. You know? There's no such thing as an original idea. It's taking a good idea and making it better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, you can only influence the things that you can influence to, to the extent that you can, and then that's it. And, I mean, and if you can't, then spending your time worrying and stressing about those things is essentially a waste of time. I, like, I think that stress is super important. Stress matters a lot if you can harness it in a way that promotes action. So if you're nervous about getting up in public speaking, what what are you doing in response to those nerves? Am I did I did I look up? Did I practice talking in front of my friends? And I just I just bring that up because it's a very common fear that a lot of people have. And so like, am I, am, did I practice? Am I rehearsing? And like, did I take positive action to make sure that I'm less nervous, or am I just losing sleep at night? And so, because everything at the end of the day is a choice. Everything is a choice. And you, I, I such a beautiful story. Um, all the choices that you guys made. One, to just start the business. To That's a huge decision in and of itself. And then three weeks in to deal with a devastating store-ending fire that makes you move locations to then step up to the plate again and to make the call. And I... I only walked on the outside of that store, but I believe that this one is significantly bigger. Yes. <laughs> a lot bigger. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. the, I think that's – you would have never known the opportunities for essentially expansion, like initial immediate expansion, if you would have just cut the cord and walked away. Um, and I wonder how much greater your success is going to be with this location and with the community out here than it was even going to be there. I and think it ultimately, I think, was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said that it's, before. It's I think things, still so close things, to it that I'm sure it's hard to see things, it. But <laughs> things happen for a reason. Everything happens, Everything for, happens a for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And I just think that 
for some reason we weren't meant to be there and we were yeah. meant to be here and and I think that this is going to be a wonderful 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 place and, uh, and we have a lot of support and that was one of the things too I thought earlier um, I, I don't remember at what point we were talking but just to to have the support of our friends and families and the local run community because um, they were all about us where we were before and they couldn't wait for us to get up and running yes. and then to see what we've been through Truly. and to be behind us 100% I mean to come in here help paint to come in here and fix things that are broken just to volunteer their time um, just to come and help us because they felt helpless before because there was nothing that they could do for us at the other location so there was we got a, a good bit of very positive feedback so so we got a lot of support and that and that shows the the true the strength of character and, and and really how you do live out the values that you've been discussing throughout our time together is and that it shows you what a great community that we have around us as exactly, well exactly exactly and you you're really finding a way to to extract those people of high moral fiber into the community into your community specifically i think that's amazing so if people want to reach out or see what's going on with the store or um, figure out how to get here and just get more information on it. Do you have a website and social media and things like that? Well, you can you can find us on Google. Um, just Google how to run or local running stores will come up there um, or our Facebook page. Those are the two best mediums. We do have a website, but it is still under construction. Okay. That's and we fantastic. do have an Instagram, but there's not a whole lot on it yet. Yeah. Just yet, yeah. but we're working on that. Sure. Too, so. Absolutely. Yep. But the Facebook page will always uh, update that and put our events up and uh, – you know, we'll be doing various events all throughout the year. You know, we'll do medical nights, physical therapy nights, yoga nights, massage nights, demo nights where you get to take shoes out and try them, and you know, nutritional nights. And sometimes, I was already sold. Yeah. I was already sold. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to be here all the time. <laughs> and that's that's how H O W E the number two and then run. So when you're looking it up on Facebook, it'll come up right away, and you'll see the. You'll see the store. You get to see the pictures and the events that you guys have participated in so far. Um, it's amazing. I really want to thank you guys for your time. Thank um, you. It was thank you. an amazing conversation. I really appreciate it. And I think that your we enjoyed story enjoyed having you. Yeah. No. And it's like we're here at inside of the store. And it's it's gorgeous. So if you don't believe me, come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> What an incredible couple, these two, Philip and Pamela. Just an absolute inspiration. And I was just blessed, feel absolutely blessed to be able to have spent um, some of their valuable time with them uh, inside of their store, which is absolutely magnificent, beautiful layout. So if you are in the area, please take the time, swing by, check it out, and they can uh, they can curate uh, specialized care just for you and and your athletic endeavors. I just love how much they really focus on providing value into the community and even in the midst of this terrible tragedy occurring right when they were opening up their store that in the fallout of that they've still found a way to help the community and get their their products that they couldn't sell anymore back into the local community and help the people that actually live around them i think that that's it's inspirational it's admirable it's it's truly living their values and so so i've just like i said i'm just incredibly blessed and lucky to be able to have them on i'm glad that you took the time to swing on by and listen to the show if you like this story and and um and you found inspiration in it, then please come on back. Add me to your list and whatever podcast medium that you're listening to this through, rate me and uh, tell a friend. Um, let them know, especially if you've got somebody in your life that, you know, is um, of the entrepreneur bent um, or considered opening their own business. This is uh, this is for them. This is for those people that the nine to five day to day isn't enough and they've always had that dream and they just they need to be given that little bit of that little push that little bit of motivation i truly believe that the people that you surround yourself with um help to dictate your future 
and typically a lot of the times we find ourselves surrounded with people of similar success levels and so it's hard to grab inspiration from the people that are in our immediate surroundings so that's another benefit of the show to you is that you get the opportunity to listen to people that may be operating on a different level than you and you keep doing that and it's just going to keep adding this little bit of outside influence and and how it was done and and what is going to be required of you in order to be successful so again thank you so much for coming and listening i hope you enjoyed it come on back next week and we'll have another special episode lined up for you have a great day Keep your chin up and a smile on your face.